tonight. How we do tonight, guys? Everybody good? Sweet. Well, go ahead and turn open your Bibles to Proverbs chapter 13. Proverbs is right smack dab in the middle of the Bible. Go ahead and turn open to that chapter. That's where we're going to be tonight. And uh, here's where we've been. We've been in a series called Home Run Life. And this series is actually based off of a book that our senior pastor, PK, Kevin Myers, he wrote this book about two years ago. And so we've been talking about God has a pattern for the way that we live life. And here's the pattern. It is the best pattern. And so we talked a couple weeks ago about home plate. And that's where we connect with God because everything begins with God. Everything is about God. Then last week, Matt did a good job talking about first base and winning your character and the things that you do when no one else is around and the importance, right, of that. And tonight, we're going to finish our series, One Base Shy. We're not going to talk about third base. We'll get to that another time. But tonight, we're going to talk about second base, and that is community. So I want you to write something down. It's going to come on the screen, and it's a little confusing to say, but it's easy to think about and, and to understand. Here it is. Everyone is someone's someone. I'll say it again. Everyone is someone's someone. Try that with a tongue twister. Not right now. Try that in your small groups tonight, okay? Everyone is someone's Someone. Here's what that means. It means that all of us, right, all of us, this is just true, all of us are connected to people. You are someone's someone. If I were to talk to your friends and family, right, if I were to talk to your friends and family and ask them about uh, people that they know, they would mention your name because everyone is someone's someone. That's right. You're someone that someone else knows. And sometimes, here's what happens. We meet someone, and instantly, we become that someone's someone. For example, let's say that I'm just kind of chilling out, and I'll just put myself in your shoes. Let's say I'm at the, at the lunch table, which is awesome, in the cafeteria of a middle school. I mean, you guys get to be on your phones at lunch, which is crazy. But let's say... But let's say that I, I brought my lunch, man, and I'm getting my lunch out, and I open up a thing of Nutella. And you're like, wait, you like Nutella? And I'm like, I love Nutella. And all of a sudden, it's like, man, we are best friends because of Nutella. You know what I'm saying? If you don't like Nutella, you got problems, all right? I'm just being honest. But here's the thing. Sometimes it's really easy to become someone's someone. It's easy because it's simple like that, like something like food or a sport or a game or a video game or, uh, you know, a movie, right, can draw interest and we quickly become someone else's someone. But sometimes to become someone else's someone, it's a little harder. For example, if I post the right things on Instagram, then maybe that person will accept me. Or if I make the team, or if I am really, really popular, or if I say the right things, then maybe those people or that crowd or that group would accept who I am. I remember, see, sometimes we work really hard to be someone, someone, and we end up doing really, really dumb stuff. So for me, when I was in 
high school, was much, much younger, I was hanging out with a group of people that I probably shouldn't have been hanging out with. And the cool thing to do in Rome, Georgia, which is where I was from, was to steal street signs, which is really ridiculous. I mean, it makes zero sense, but that was the fun thing to do. And here's the thing. You wouldn't just steal any street sign. You would steal a street sign that had something to do with you. So one night, I was with a group of people that I shouldn't have been with, and we came across the street sign, and it said Perry Street. It was a lot like this, this picture right here. I mean, and when we saw Perry Street, that's my last name, in case you guys didn't know that. So then these guys are like, dude, bro, you have got to get out of the car and steal this street sign. See, I had never stolen a street sign before. I thought that is, number one, I thought it was dumb. Number two, I thought it was ridiculous and made no sense. But in the heat of the moment, what did I do? I got out of the car, and for about five to ten minutes, I am literally, you guys can probably imagine this, I'm literally out on the street on a corner trying to yank off this street sign just because it has my last name on it, right? Stealing the street sign was dumb, but I wanted to be cool. I wanted this group of people, I wanted to be their someone. I wanted to think they, that, that I was, I wanted them to think that I was awesome. And it turned out that as I began to yank on the street sign, which by the way, never got it because I wasn't strong enough to get it off of the stand that it was on, okay, I saw blue lights. And so then I'm like, oh, no, this is not good. I'm not with the people that I need to be with, and now there's blue lights, right? And I'm only in high school, okay? What is going to happen? And here's the luck of the draw is that the, the police car actually was going to another street. I was lucky. I was, I was very, very lucky. But then I got back in the car, and I'm going to be honest with you guys, I felt like an idiot. Because it was a dumb decision. And I did that and didn't even get the sign. I still don't have a sign that says Perry Street. You know what I'm saying? But that was the thing to do. And in the heat of the moment, right, sometimes when we want to be someone else's someone, we do something that's dumb. We make a dumb decision. We make a bonehead decision because we want people to like us. We can sometimes do something that we later regret. Even though in the heat of the moment, we know we shouldn't do it, but maybe it's peer pressure, maybe it's wanting to be someone, someone, we make a decision that is outside of what we know is right, outside of what we know is what our parents or guardians in our life have taught us to do, like steal a street sign. But because of who I was with, I made the dumb, the dumb decision. So here's the question. Who are your someone's? That's a question for you to think about. Maybe you want to write it down on your outline. Who are your someones? Who are the people that you're hanging out with? Who are the people that have your number? Who are the people that you give time and attention to? Because the answer to that question, listen, the answer to that question will determine how much regret you have in your life. It's that simple. The answer to the question 
Who has your number? Who do you hang out with? Who do you call your someones? Who do you roll with? It will control a lot when it comes to your life. It will impact the amount of heartache or sorrow that you might have. It will impact whether you have trouble or whether you have triumph. Because I know, I know that it's more than making a bonehead decision like stealing a street sign. But sometimes the people that we hang out with, sometimes the people we hang out with, they might cause us to compromise things like our purity or our integrity. Sometimes the people we hang out with might cause us to damage relationships. They might cause us to get a reputation that we never thought we would have. Sometimes the people we hang out with might even increase self-doubt and decrease self-worth. Sometimes the people we hang out with will cause us to get grounded, will cause us to get in trouble. So who are your someones? And tonight what I want to do is I want to open up the Bible to one verse. One verse that I think weighs heavily when it comes to who you, who you, who are your someones. And it's written by King Solomon. King Solomon was the wisest man on the earth. He was very, very wise. He was very intelligent. He was very smart. He wrote the book of Proverbs. And so I want you to grab your Bibles, if you have one, page 641. That's where we're going to be tonight. And here's the thing. Solomon wrote this as a letter to his son. It's written from a father to a son. And it's written in a way as though the father is literally begging his son to listen. Begging him like hands and knees. I beg you to listen to the instruction that I'm about to tell you. Not to prove how smart he is, but to try to get his son to understand what it might look like to live out the home run life. What it might look like to live out of the best pattern for your life. As a matter of fact, beginning in chapter 3, this is what the Bible says. It says, my son, do not forget my teaching, but keep my commands in your heart, for they will prolong your life and bring you peace and prosperity. Now, everybody wants a great life. Everybody wants peace. Everybody wants freedom. And this is what Solomon is telling his son. He's saying, listen, if you just listen to my words, it will prolong your life, and it will give you peace. It will give you freedom. And then he says this. This is verse number 20 of chapter 13. If you want to read it with me, it says this. Walk with the wise... And become wise, for a companion of fools suffers harm. Let me read it again. Walk with the wise and become wise, for a companion of fools suffers harm. He says, walk with the wise and become wise. In other words, the more you hang out with smart people, the smarter you're going to become. When your friends make wise decisions, then you will make wise decisions. Decisions. When your friends live a life free of regret and making regretful decisions, then your life 
will most likely be free of regret and making regretful decisions. When your friends, the people that you hang out with, the someones in your life, when, when they encourage your relationship with God or they encourage things that have to do with good things in your life, then maybe you would be encouraging to them. But then he changes it up, and at the end he says, if you hang out with fools, you'll suffer harm. A companion of fools suffers harm. Now let's define the word fool. The word fool is not a dude with a low IQ. Sometimes that's what we think it is. When he is saying the companion of fools suffers harm, what Solomon is saying is that a fool is someone that knows what to do. He knows, she knows the right thing to do and doesn't do it. They know the right way. They know the right path. They understand it's been taught. They've learned it, but they don't do it. That's what a fool is. And some of you have friends that would match that definition. Some of your friends act a fool. And some of you, the reality is that you are right there with them, acting a fool with them, making unwise decisions, doing things that you know you shouldn't do, things that you know are harmful, things that you know will not get you in life where you really want to be. For example, maybe it goes like this. I know we're not supposed to be in this place, but, but it's okay. No one, no one will know. No one will find out. I know we're not supposed to look at this. I know we're not supposed to, to be in this area. I know we're not supposed to sneak out. I know we're not supposed to sneak into this movie. But, hey, as long as no one finds out, no one will, no one will ever know. I know we're not supposed to go to this party. But you know what? Your parents may never find out. And then it'll be cool. That's acting a fool. That's doing something that you know you shouldn't do. And what do you think the repercussions will be? Eventually, bad decisions will get you in a place that you don't want to be. A companion of fools suffers harm. And Solomon says the more you surround yourself with these people, the more you and I will suffer. In other words, when your friends make bad decisions, you will make bad decisions and you will suffer the consequences. That's what the king Solomon is saying tonight. I hope you're listening. The Bible often says, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. In other words, let him hear and let him act. Let her hear and let her act. Some of you hang out with fools. Some of you are the fools. And you're headed down a path that's really unhealthy. You're headed down a path that's not going to be good in the end. And maybe you're taking notes, and so here's a statement I want to give you tonight. Your friends determine your future. It's that simple. Your friends determine your future. And all of us want 
a great future. All of us want to have great relationships. All of us want to, to have a great life, to experience life to the full. All of us, it's not like we want to run the bases backwards. We want to live out the home run life. But if you hang out with fools, and if you are that fool, it's impossible. It's not going to happen. As a matter of fact, there's a quote. It says this. It says, you are the sum, listen up, you are the sum of your five closest friends. Who are your five? Think about the five people that are around you the most. Who are yours? Are they fools or are they wise? It's really simple. Sometimes we read something and it's, we make it really complicated. This one's really simple. It says, a companion of fools will always suffer harm. It'll overpromise and underdeliver under every single time. Your friends determine your future. Another way to think about it like this, I love this. If your friends are wise, you'll fly. But if your friends are fools, you will fall. If your friends are wise, you'll fly. If your friends are fools, you'll fall. Your friends determine your future. So here's, here's an encouraging action statement tonight. Choose wisely. When it comes to your five, when it comes to who you hang out with, when it comes to who you allow influence you, when it comes to who's got your number, when it comes to who you're calling, when it comes to who you're texting, when it comes to who you're hanging out with, when it comes to Friday night or Saturday night, you've got nothing to do. Who are you calling? Are you calling someone who is a fool or are you calling someone who is wise? Is someone calling you because you're a fool or is someone calling you because you are wise? And this is what Solomon is saying to his son. I beg you. He's getting on his knees and he's saying, I beg you to listen to what I'm saying. Because your friends will determine your future. And if you think I'm wrong, don't, don't try to prove me wrong. I'm right. Your friends will always determine your future. And for some of you, the people that you're choosing to hang out with, are leading you down a path that you don't want to be on. Or maybe, here's where it hurts, is the people that are choosing to hang out with you, you're leading, down them, a path, you're leading them down a path that they don't want to be on. And so a talk like this, you got a lot to think about. you got a lot to process in your life. Are you the friend that others need to have? Are, are, are your friends the people that you need to be friends with? Are you befriending the right people? And here's what I'm not saying. Please, please, please don't, don't hear me say that you're not supposed to have people in your life that maybe don't know Jesus because you are. All of us need people in our life where we are, we are serving them, we are telling truth to them, we are telling them about Christ, we're inviting them to church, but it's a different game when they begin to influence you. You've seen this example before, but if I had one of you come up and stand on this chair, it would, be easy, would it be easier for me to pull that person down or easier for that person to pull me up? Easier for them to pull me down. So you have to be honest and wise with who you hang out with, with who you allow to invest in your life. It's important that we know people that need Christ. 
We're the light of the world. And if we're not telling them about Christ, then who is? But it's a different story when they begin to influence you to go down a path that you don't want to be down, that you don't want to be on. And see, students, this is why we do M12. This is why we do small groups at M12. We don't do small groups because we just want to pass the time away. We do small groups because we believe that it could actually help you. We believe that your small group could actually help you develop some friendships that would last, some friendships that would go deep, some friendships that would be like wise people leading wise people. That when you need to call someone, you're calling someone who you can trust. You're calling someone who, who you know, man, if you tell them something, that, that they won't go tell everybody. Or if you need a shoulder to cry on, they're not going to be judgmental. They're not going to tell you to stop crying. They're just going to lean over and be that shoulder for you to cry on. That's why we do M12. See, when you're surrounded by friends who are chasing after Jesus, then you will chase after Jesus. And that's what we want for you. Your friends determine your future. We want this place to become like a community for you. We want this place to be like a second family. We want it to be where you can't wait to get here on Wednesday night because you can't wait to see your small group leaders. You can't wait to see all your friends. And I love that I'm seeing some of that form in some of your groups. These are the people that will help you make wise decisions. I mean, think about it like this, students. M12, the friendships that you have here at M12 could be the difference maker between regret and reward. And if you continue to hang out with the people that you hang out with, it could be the difference maker between regret and reward. And so when you choose someone, someone, choose these someones wisely. Because your friends determine your future. And I know it's not always to do, easy to do. I mean, when I was younger, when I was in middle school, when I was in high school, there were times where I would just kind of naturally gravitate towards people that I probably didn't need to be hanging out with. I needed to be an influence for them, but I didn't need to be letting them influence me. I didn't, I didn't need to be in the, the inner circle and doing what they were doing. I needed to be on the outer circle being able to influence them. And love on them and care about them. And so I know this is a hard decision for some of you. It's not easy. It's not easy to make the right decision and to choose the right friends. But you know what happened is for me, I began to pray about it. I began to pray and ask God, God, would you help me find some solid friends? Would you help me find some solid people that are going to encourage my walk with God? that are going to help me build on my relationship that I have with Jesus. And it didn't happen overnight, but eventually God allowed me to meet some really great people. And a lot of the decisions that I made in that season are due to the friends that I hung out with, the people that I chose to allow to speak into my life. Maybe it's that simple for you. Maybe it's as simple as asking God, God, I need some good friends. 
And maybe the way he delivered to me, he'll deliver to you. And maybe for some of you, God's calling you to maybe attend M12 regularly. Maybe you just attend like once a month or here and there. And maybe for you to build those friendships with your small group and the people in this room, you've got to be here. You've got to be invested. They've got to be able to invest in you. And for some of you, maybe, maybe tonight is a wake-up call because God is calling you to get out of some friendships. Maybe you've recognized, man, I'm hanging out with fools who are causing me to be a fool, and that's not a good thing. And so maybe God is telling you, you got to have some tough conversations. Maybe you got to tell some people, hey, listen, I love you. You'll always be my friend, but man, I, I don't need to hang out with you right now because I want to make different decisions with my life. And that's not an easy conversation to have, students. I know that. But it'll be helpful. And it will allow you to live the home run life the way that God desires. The truth is, you know, we're not, we were not created to do life alone. That's why we love friendship. That's why we love people. That's why we need other people. And we want M12 to be that place for you. A place that when your world comes crashing down, you know, no matter what happens, whether it's really, really good or really, really bad, this is a place you belong. Your small group is a place you belong. The people in your small group, those are people you can trust. Those are people who will steer you in the right direction. Your small group leaders are people who love you, who care about you, who are here every single week because of how much they care, because of how much they want to pour into you. And so tonight, here's the challenge as I close. Who are your someones? If, if the truth of is, if the truth is that the sum of your life or the direction of your life is the sum of the five closest friends closest to you, who are your five? Who are you hanging out with? Are they steering you in the right direction? Are they steering you in the wrong direction? Remember this, students. Your friends determine your future.